Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Ken Tucker of Changescape Web. Today, I'm joined by Jane Grayson of Grayson Accounting. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. I'm sure this is a little bit of a calm before the storm for you, but uh, <laughs> obviously people might listen to this podcast at any point in time throughout the year, but as we're getting close to the last month of the year, do you have any tips on what uh, businesses could do to get ready for their accounting for the end of the year? I do have several things. I work with mostly with clients that use the QuickBooks software for their accounting. Some people have the online, some have the desktop, either one, you still need to pretty much do the same steps. The first thing I always help people with is getting their bank reconciliations and credit card reconciliations done because you need to know if you're missing anything so you don't miss a deduction. There could be old things on there that never cleared the bank. You need to figure out what happened to those. Do I need to reissue a check because it got lost in the mail? Or is this just a duplicate that was recorded twice? So it's important to get those kind of things cleaned up. And statements like a loan statement for a vehicle. Do you have all the interest recorded that you paid during the year? Or do you just record the whole loan payment every time without breaking out the interest? That's an important thing to check. Okay. Yeah. Have you done much with uh, the PPP loans or CARES Act or anything like that? I have. It's much easier if you qualify to complete the easy form. That is not hard. The other one is, is pretty complicated to figure out. There's a lot of calculations that you have to do. I highly recommend you have your CPA or, or somebody that helps you with accounting. Figure that out so that you can get your loan forgiven. Yeah, what's the threshold right now? for the easy form? Oh boy, I don't know that off the top of my head. I think it- Yeah, I was thinking it was around 50,000 or less or- Well, it, it was that, but it also had to do with whether or not you reduce wages by 25% or more or your workforce. Okay. Um, you kept your people and kept working and you had under 50,000, you absolutely can do that easy form. It just sounds to me like that's the reason why you would- uh, Work with your accountant to make sure you're doing it properly. <laughs> yes, and it's it's complicated. But the thing I think that people are getting stuck on that is they're panicking because they can't get to the exact dollar amount of their loan. And you don't have to. You can come up with more, and that's actually a good thing because then they look at what you actually spent and what your loan amount was, and the smaller of the two gets forgiven. So, Okay. So tell me a little bit more about your business. I know we kind of jumped right into the middle of end of the calendar year tax prep for businesses. What else do you guys do? We help you with general accounting. Some people have a bookkeeper or they have a controller and they they kind of know what they're doing. Sometimes it's their Aunt Mary that took an accounting class in 1974. <laughs> so things can get a little messed up. QuickBooks is a very easy software to use, but it's also very forgiving. So it lets you do some things that are just not correct. And we can go in there and teach you how to enter your transactions correctly. I've had some people 
be so grateful to just learn how to do these three things they didn't understand and how to enter them correctly. And other people that go through training and they're like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this. Can you do it? And then we can help them and do work on a weekly or monthly basis for them. I completely understand that. And I have a pretty solid technology background, but when it comes to accounting processes, that just still doesn't make sense to me. So it certainly is very important to get help from somebody who's an expert. Like you said, it's pretty easy to have somebody jump in who maybe took a class or did something here or there. I run into that same kind of thing with my business, obviously. And really, you should just hire an expert and make sure it's done right, in my opinion. Your CPA will be glad you did because when they get your information to prepare your taxes, it matters a little bit how clean your reports are to where you are in the line <laughs> to get your taxes prepared. Absolutely. So on your website, you have controllership on there. What do you mean by that? So controllership is office activities that are relating to accounting. It might be data entry. It might be account reconciliation. It might be creating reports for a board meeting or a trustee meeting or a partner meeting, just preparing anything that is financial without being an official financial statement that has to come from a CPA. It could be a sales tax return. It could be payroll taxes. It could be payroll checks. It could be use tax. There's a lot of taxes that businesses have to deal with, and it can be overwhelming to keep track of it all. Okay. Well, when did you start your company? I started my company in 2017. I had okay worked for more than 25 years in accounting in one role or another. Uh, 16 of those years were in public accounting, doing taxes and doing accounting for small business owners. And I got to the point where my mother, who is older and lives with us, was having a lot of health issues and I was missing a lot of work and I thought it would just be better if I could work on my own schedule. So I went out on my own and now I can take care of her when she needs that and I can work around a different schedule. Yeah, it's always nice to have flexibility like that. So, and, and it's exciting that you did have an opportunity to kind of step out on your own as well. Yes, it was a big jump, but I'm, we're doing well and I'm pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, nice. So what's worked really well for your business? Oh, I would say being involved with the Chamber of Commerce. I am members of two local chambers that are very different from each other, and I love them for their differences and their similarities. I've made some great friends, got some good business contacts. I do get work from people that I know at the Chamber. Maybe they don't need help with their QuickBooks, but they know somebody that needs help. I know somebody that does what you need kind of connections. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I believe you've done some educational sessions for the chamber too, right? I have. I have. That was fun. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. I've always done a lot of uh, education. I did the monthly marketing meetups for the last year, year and a half or so. And then before that, I was co-chair of the technology committee and it's just something that for me, I love what I do and I love the opportunity to help businesses, if for no, nothing else, to avoid those landmines. I'm sure you run into this as well, but with my business, 
There are a lot of things that are big promises that don't pay off very good results. I try to do my best to help business owners really understand what it takes to be effective in marketing overall, and especially in digital marketing. What were the educational sessions you did? Well, we did a kind of a 30,000 foot view of, we did one session that was QuickBooks Online and we did one session that was QuickBooks Desktop so that people that use those similar but different platforms of accounting software could just get some general navigation ideas. And then also a little more advanced things to customize reports and use some of the functionality that maybe you didn't realize you purchased when you got your QuickBooks subscription. Yeah. One thing that um, really frustrates me about QuickBooks Desktop is, and it's just the nature of the beast, but it can't feed data to other systems. When we're putting together a marketing automation system, for example, for one of our clients, QuickBooks Online is always what we're hoping they have because you can get the data feed of the customer list from QuickBooks Online and put it into your customer relationship management system or your marketing automation system. With the desktop version, you have to manually export it and, you know, set tasks to do that on a periodic basis, at least once a month or something like that, and export it out as an Excel spreadsheet and then import it. It's just not an automated process. So why would somebody choose desktop over online at this point? There is certain functionality available in the desktop version that is either not as robust or just isn't there in the online version. They're certainly getting better with the online. They're putting lots and lots of effort into software development. One of the things I first teach people when I'm training them is the little feedback button up at the top of the screen and click that and say, boy, it would be great if QuickBooks Online did fill in the blank. And they really do look at those. Uh, they do it with desktop also, but they really are concentrating on the online version because it has come leaps and bounds from when I first started, well, when they first introduced it. I've been using QuickBooks since 1998. So it, <laughs> the desktop version was just so new and easy to use and everybody started jumping on that bandwagon well then as the world changed and got more to be online business and online everything online marketing they needed some kind of accounting application that would do that too and so they have both i think as long as there are desktop computers and laptops there's going to be the desktop version and some people that just prefer that other people prefer the, the state-of-the-art technology and they like using the online version. There are, there are reasons to use both. Okay. I got on board with uh, FreshBooks. I don't know if you're familiar with FreshBooks. I am. I really, really like FreshBooks. I know from an accountant perspective, it doesn't give you visibility into the data the way you like to see it QuickBooks Online does. So I actually wound up now having both. But from an ease of use perspective for, for the typical business person, FreshBooks, it was like a breath of fresh air to me. And I've seen a lot of change in QuickBooks Online, really, because of a tool like FreshBooks. I, I haven't haven't used that in a couple of years, but I did have a client that used that. And it, it was sometimes difficult to get, like you said, get the information that you needed it in the format that you needed it. <laughs> My problem is now, it's, uh, I, I'm kind of 
already invested in it. Sure, <laughs> and, sure. And to make that transition, even though I still have QuickBooks online, I do certain things there and I do certain things in FreshBooks. At this point, it's just cheaper for me to pay for both subscriptions and then to deal with that change. But that's my situation. So, <laughs> so tell me, do you have some practical tips that you could share with our listeners about what they should be doing or any trends or, or issues that you see that may be upcoming? Well, one thing that people tend to ignore until it's time to fill out the forms are their 1099s. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone has service vendors that do work for you, but they're not your employees. And you are required to have a form W-9 on any vendors like that so that you have their correct name, address, business identification number, and what kind of entity they are. That information matters for whether or not you have to issue a 1099 to them. And the forms have changed. They brought back the 1099 NEC, which is non-employee compensation. So people could have both. They could have the 1099 miscellaneous form and the 1099 NEC, but it is so much easier to make sure that you have all those W-9 forms on your vendors now instead of in January when the forms are due. That just causes undue stress. Yeah. Is it correct to say that if somebody is an S-corp you don't, or, a, or a corporation that you don't need to issue the 1099? Most of the time. If they're an attorney, it doesn't matter what kind of entity they are. Okay. If you've paid an attorney more than $600, if they're an S-Corp, C-Corp partnership, or just guy in the corner, you still need to issue a 1099 NEC to them. Hmm. Huh, interesting. What challenges has your business faced, and is there anything that the community can help you out with at this point in time? Oh, boy. I think, well, it's crazy to say, when I sit in continuing education for taxes and QuickBooks and other various accounting things, it's funny that it's kind of a sea of gray-haired men. (laughs) I can imagine. Full of other people. And, And I'm starting to see a lot of those people retiring. Some of them have other partners to pass off their business to, others don't, and they're looking for a new CPA. So I have clients I'm trying to relocate to another person because their CPA is retiring and they're not selling their business or passing it through. So that can be frustrating when you've used somebody for a long time and suddenly they're not there. Yeah, absolutely. Any tips that you want to share on maybe some things that you've done to make your business better? Oh, I think work environment is very important. It's important to be flexible. People have lives outside of work. The same reason that I went out on my own was for a flexible schedule. And I have two part-time employees right now, and we're very flexible on hours. Because of COVID, we're trying to have a morning shift and an afternoon shift so that there's not interaction at work with another person and whoever their circle of people are. But I would say flexibility has has helped. I think we have a good team and we work together. We can be together if we need to, but we can also be remote or separately if we need to. It's just good to be flexible. We have 
work from home. We can work from here. We can be in the office together or not. So I, I think being flexible is important in keeping, keeping morale high. I agree. We had an office before COVID and since then we've all been working from home and uh, the nature of what we do lends itself very well to us being able to work from anywhere as long as we have access to the internet. That flexibility, I think it can scare some businesses, and obviously certain businesses just can't offer something like that. But our experience has always been, you know, that it, it usually winds up actually making us all more productive. So, yeah, flexibility is always a very important thing. Anything else that you want to mention? or And I certainly would like for you to tell everybody how they could find you and learn more about your business. Oh, Sure. Just one last tip for the year end. If you are a business owner, it's very easy to pull out the wrong credit card and pay for something with a personal card when you're making a business purchase and make sure you have all those recorded. They're very easy to miss because they're not going to be on your business bank account or your business credit card account. And it's easy to forget about them. So just make sure that you get those recorded so you get credit for those deductions. Okay, good point. How you can reach me is my website, which is www.graysonaccountingllc.com. My phone number is 636 233 7875. And that is my cell number. So you can call anytime. Okay. Well, great. Well, thanks so much, Jane. It was great to learn more about your business. And uh, thanks so much for joining uh, our podcast. I appreciate the invitation. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned. Hi, Ken Tucker here from ChangeScape Web. We've put together an ebook on social media marketing for small businesses called The Anytown Small Business Guide to Kick Butt Social Media. To get this ebook, simply send a blank email to localSTC at bcast.email. That's localSTC at bcast.email. Thank you.